Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message. Hallelujah. We thank God for Apostle John and his wonderful wife, Elaine. Let's bless the Lord for them. Amen. The gifts that they are, not just to you, but to the body of Christ. Amen. To uh, all the other ministry gifts that are here uh, this morning. Amen. I'm going to ask you to just go ahead and take your seats. Praise the Lord. You know, um, many years ago, I was uh, working with this nonprofit that was trying to get off the ground. And I went to a meeting. And I like sitting in the front. Not because I think I'm important. Uh, I just want, I want to pay attention. Uh, I, w- I want to be engaged. I want to be focused. And a fella came and sat beside me, well, actually asked me first. He said, whose seat is that? And I said, yours. And he said, uh, sat down, and he asked me the question I just told you to prepare to ask for. He said, what's your story? And I started, I started telling him my story. It wasn't long. Pastor Tim, to that fellow wrote a check to our church for $75,000. You cannot give what you don't carry. And my wife can tell you, since then, we've had people that just, that just liked us enough by God's favor to sow incredible amount of monies into our ministry and and that guy ended up becoming he's one of my best friends and we sat down for lunch one day he said you know what he said i i think i figured out what i'm supposed to do i said what's that he said i'm supposed to write checks i said hi yeah yeah amen you that's right See, the, the prophetic comes to cause us to lift up our eyes. You follow what I'm saying? So I, I, it's, nothing, it's nothing special about me. It's, this is what God, what God wants done. God will provide the things that are necessary to get it done. Amen. We, we've just got to be willing uh, sometimes to... Go and work on something that's not going to benefit us at all, but that's going to advance someone else. Because what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Amen. Now, I, I, I have, have a word from the Lord today. Amen. And uh, I, as I, I was I was praying, praise God, when we left and. And just talking to the Lord about today and all that has happened over this weekend. Did not God bless us this weekend? Come on, let's give God some thanksgiving for that. We are just grateful. But anytime, anytime God allows us to have high times like that with him in the spirit, we have to be uh, on the lookout for low places 
for uh, challenge and, and warfare to be directed at us simply because, you know, it, the devil doesn't, doesn't mind you just getting all excited and built up, glory be to God, uh, not far removed from what it is, amen, that, that the Lord has been doing in your life. He, he doesn't matter, you know, it, it doesn't matter to him if in the, uh, the first 24 or 48 hours, amen, that, that you're on a spiritual cloud nine, if you will. He doesn't care about that, but he doesn't want that word to take root, amen, and, and you start believing God at another level because he realizes that he's going to have a whole, whole lot of trouble, amen, doing what he typically does, and that's attack us at the level of our faith. I am convinced, glory be to God, that, that our foremost uh, battles, amen, are fights for our faith. Because the devil wants to convince us, I'm already preaching, the devil wants to convince us of two things. One, that God is not who he says he is, and two, that he cannot do what he says he can do. But look at somebody and say, the devil is a liar. And so we have to be uh, uh, mindful that, that warfare for us as, a, as believers are, amen, uh, an, an inevitability. And I believe that we ought to set ourselves for winning the warfare. Amen. We cannot escape the warfare. Praise the Lord. We, we can't avoid the warfare. Uh, because you have to realize there is no uh, neutrality in this thing. You got to pick a side. Come on. And when you choose uh, the Lord's side, uh, you, you are instantly mocked by hell, amen, as, a, as an enemy of that state. Yeah. And some of you don't have to worry about this, glory be to God, because you're trying to play both sides of the fence. Amen, amen, amen. Glory be to God. Shout right now. Amen. Hallelujah. But, but, but we need to realize that there is a war that's going on. So, so in the Bible, in 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, verses 12 down through 19, the scripture says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Amen. In other words, don't, 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 don't you think that you got the patent, glory be to God, on going through? Uh, some Christians will talk to you like, don't nobody go through but them. Amen. And, 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 and some are surprised. Uh, because they do have to face challenge and difficulty and obstacle. Amen. Uh, he says, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice. Everybody say rejoice. And see, you cannot do this without supernatural assistance. You can't, you can't rejoice while you're going through fiery trial in, in the flesh. Amen. You have to have the help of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He says, rejoice. Uh, uh, amen. To the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. You are reproached for the name. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, he says, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. See, not only does God know who, uh, 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 who is his, the devil knows who belongs to God. Hadn't it ever appeared to you that since you got saved for real, that the, it's like the devil lost his mind concerning you? 
like he broke into heaven and pulled up the files of those who God got his hands on. Amen. And he, he's looking right at it. And I mean, and, and sometimes we, we really get messed up when the prophets show up. You know, everything was kind of peaceful till they showed up, and then they start prophesying about what God's going to do. And the, see, see the, I say this often. The devil does not know the mind of God until God reveals it. And once God reveals it, the devil goes to work overtime trying to frustrate it, trying to derail it, trying to kill it. Amen. He doesn't want it to take root, and you mess around and start cooperating with God. And see, here, here's, here, here's, here's, a, here's a nugget for you. God does not need your permission but he does require your cooperation so the scripture goes on to say on their part he is blasphemed but on your part he is glorified but let none of you suffer as a murderer a thief an evildoer or as a busybody in other people's matters he says yet if anyone suffers as a Christian let him not be ashamed but let him glorify God in this matter see if, if you are a Christian if you are a child of God you you have you have relinquished the right to go through like everybody else goes through see they go through letting everybody know that they're going through we go through and we praising God while we're going through and then when we testify that we were going through you say when because I never saw your praise change I never saw your attendance fall off come on you didn't stop speaking about the goodness of God. I mean, when, when did you go through? I hear you talking about it, but there was no change, amen, in how you carried yourself in the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some people, they, this, this new brand of Christian can't take much. Get offended, get offended, off-ended one time, amen, and they got to check out a church for a little while and, and all this other kind of stuff, glory be to God, and get a little bit of trouble in their life, amen, and they want to come and, and drag in the door. I'm going to talk like I feel it. They want to come and drag in the door, amen, so everybody can see how difficult things are for them, amen, but then there are some believers, glory be to God, that realize that the Lord is on their side, and they, and they know that this thing has come to pass, so they don't wait till the battle is over. They just go ahead and shout right now. Look at somebody and say, how you going to praise him when you get out? That's how you ought to praise him where you are right now. I feel like preaching just a little bit. It says in verse 17, for the time has come. And, and Jacqueline and, and, and I were talking about this. The time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. Amen. Judgment has two meanings. One, it can mean, praise the Lord, uh, the wrath of God. But here it means that God reveals a standard and then steps back to see whether or not you will rise to that standard. Amen. See, see, we keep trying to call God down. God never comes down. He calls, calls us up. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? So look at somebody and say, we got to go up. We got to go up. He says, and, it, and if it begins with us first, 
What will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good. Amen. I'm going through, but I'm going to keep doing good because I committed my soul, my mind, my will, my imagination, my intellect, and my emotions are committed to God. I'm going through. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So devil, you're not going to break me down in my soul because I'm going to win this warfare. So that's what I want to talk to you about. Amen. Winning the warfare. Because see, we are victors. And today, there are a number of you who are going to be delivered from your victimology. Time out for you rolling around in the carpet of your victimology. Amen. You, you need to make up your mind that I am what God says that I am. People may have done certain things to me. Glory be to God. But that does not define me. I am what God says I am. So why a message on warfare? Well, because until the Lord Jesus Christ returns, every one of us that is a born-again believer will be at war against the devil, against the world, and against the flesh. Amen? A, a, a message on warfare because it is senseless for us to teach peace, peace in the midst of conflict. Because every believer needs to be equipped with sound biblical strategy in order to succeed in warfare. I need you to get prophetic and tell somebody we're going to win this thing. Just come on, tell them. We're going to win this thing. Amen. And see, we need a message on warfare because hope is not a sufficient strategy. We must have a scriptural plan of action if we are going to win. So what I want to equip you with today are some key components for winning the warfare. Now, I need you to keep in mind that we must know that as God tests our faith, and see, God will test our faith. He won't try us in the sense of tempting us. That's, that's the devil's uh, modus operandi. The devil shows up while God is testing your faith with temptation, which is pressure applied to your flesh to try to get you out of the will of God. In other words, while God is testing your faith to see if you believe all those things that you say when nothing's going backwards in your life, the devil shows up and tries to get you to take an altar alternative route but you got to make up your mind that no matter how tough it gets no matter how hard it becomes I'm going to stay with the Lord I'm going to stick with his word I'm not going to back down I'm not going I'm not going to cave in for God I live and for God I'm going to die hallelujah somebody say do it Lord and so then and we need to understand that, 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 that his primary goal, God's primary goal, amen, uh, uh, is to cause us to grow in our faith. And the devil's primary goal is to uh, try to get us to not have faith in God and to do things in a manner that the Father will not endorse. And so winning the warfare means I must stick with God. I've got to stay with God in God's way. I've got to do what he 
requires of me so that I can stay in faith. Amen. Because see, see, the devil knows if I get outside of faith, I can't please God. Amen, somebody. If I get outside of faith, then I can't, I can't access the power that I need. I can't release the resources that I got to have. That's why he wants you to get into worry and to doubt. Glory to God. He wants you to murmur and complain. Amen. See, but you got to have some faith when, doc, when the doctors have given you, amen, a bad report. And you look the doctor in the eye and say, I thank you for your opinion, but I'm going to bump this up to the court of God. And I I got a God that already said that by his stripes I am healed. Thank you for your diagnosis, but I got a divine decree from the Lord that says healing belongs to me. Amen, amen, amen. So along with this, we must make the distinction between spiritual warfare in our lives and going through because of our own doing. Because everything that you're dealing with is not the devil. He bad, but he ain't that bad. Some stuff that you're going through is because you, you made a dumb decision. Might as well say amen, hallelujah, thank Jesus, say something. Amen. You're paying stupid tax again. Come on, talk back to me. And see, God is not, not like some school systems. He will not just pass you to get you out of that grave. He'll let you wander around 40 years in the same desert till you get the lesson. Hallelujah. So, so, so then, so how do we win the warfare? First thing we got to do, we have to welcome the warfare. Come on, say that. Welcome the warfare. And see, this is, a, is the posture of understanding. In verses 12 and 13 of our text, uh, uh, Peter says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you, but rejoice. Amen? To the extent. See, I like the, I, I like the word of God. I love it because it gives us, amen, what to do before these things come upon us. You know, the writer says, when the the enemy comes in like a flood that the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. We read it too fast. It really says when the enemy comes in. Got to pause right there. Like a flood. The, see, the, the enemy is not the flood. Oh, my God. The spirit of the Lord is the flood. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a, well, what's the standard? The word of God. That's how I'm able to rejoice in the midst of a fiery trial. Hallelujah. So let me give you this definition. Y'all know I'm big on definitions because what you can't define, you can't determine. Amen. So how you going to know it if you can't define it? That's why y'all single ladies, you're looking for a husband. You got to stop being a girlfriend. You got to start behaving like a wife. And, and come on, and you got to know how to define a man. Come on, absent of his genitalia. Because if you can't define him, how you going to know when you, when you, come on, when you find him, if you can't define him, how you going to know, amen, when you come upon him? That's another message. What warfare 
Warfare is any opposition you experience while pursuing your God-given vision or assignment in the earth. And I may have told you this before the last time. Don't get tripped up, praise the Lord, confusing purpose, call, and assignment. That's a major confusion in the body of Christ. Your purpose is not your calling, and your calling is not your assignment. You follow what I'm saying? Your purpose, glory be to God, is why you are here. Your calling, glory be to God, is what the Lord has called you to do, but your assignment is who and where you're supposed to do what it is that God has called you to do. And there is a, there is a general call because we're all called to be saved, but there's a specific call because God has called you to do something uniquely. And so when you own your assignment, when you're pursuing his vision, opposition is ordained. Warfare always surrounds the initiation of anything that God is doing. If no warfare, it may not be ordained of God, especially at the initiation. See, see, resistance or opposition is merely a signal that you are making progress and hell has noticed and reacted. I don't know who told you that you were just going to walk right into this thing without challenge. Amen. You gotta, all these crazy folk that are preaching this cheap grace, uh-uh. We're the Joshua generation. So, so not only do we have a mandate to possess, but we have to dispossess, come on, spirits and principalities that have been occupying what God says belongs to his people. Y'all all right? And so when people rise up against you to destroy you, it is an initial clue that the devil has targeted you. Now, some of y'all lying. You ain't got that many haters. You just won't feel important. Some folk, a lot of people ain't even thinking about you like you think they're thinking about you. Amen, amen, amen. I'm going to do it, Sister uh, sister Jatana Katana. I'm going to do it. I told my wife, in all these years of preaching, over 25 years of preaching, nobody's ever come put some handcuffs on me for preaching. Amen, amen. But, but, but so when people rise up against you to destroy you, it's an initial clue that the devil has targeted you. So we, you need to welcome it. Amen. Heaven must be planning your next spiritual promotion or your maturity. When, 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 the, when the devil found out what God was going to do with Joseph, he turned his own brothers against him. Amen. When, when Saul got an inkling of how God had anointed David to do some things that he would never do, Saul designed, amen, to destroy him. Herod plotted to kill Jesus. Pharaoh designed to kill Moses. But listen to me. The devil only attacks those who are next in line to be promoted or to be advanced in the kingdom of God. Shake somebody's hand and say, but we're going to win this thing. Hallelujah. See, 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 you don't have to worry about being first in line. Glory be to God. Just be glad that you're in the line. 
your turn is going to come if you just stay in the line. So here come the devil with his faith, glory be to God, with his attacks rather, trying to get you to get out of the line. Y'all ain't hearing me because you mad because Sister Jojo up here in the front and seemed like she getting all the blessings and you in the back. Do you not know that God will turn that thing around and the last will be first? I don't know if y'all ready for this kind of preaching right here. Hallelujah. Come on, say advance me, Lord. Advance me, Lord. I might have to go through some stuff, but advance me, Lord. I might have to fight the battle on my knees, but advance me, Lord. I may have to turn my plate over and fast, but advance me, Lord. You got to realize that whatever God has for you is better than anything that you got to go through to get it. Hallelujah. So, so first thing we got to do, we got to welcome the warfare. Y'all sound like some crazy folk talking about welcoming warfare. Amen. Number two, number two, name your real enemy. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. Ephesians 6, 11 and 12. Anybody getting anything out of this? The Bible says there, praise the Lord, Ephesians 6, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the, the strategies, the schemings, the plottings of the devil. Understand this. He has, he has assigned minions to you. None of us, amen, uh, deserves the specific attention of the devil, but he is organized, amen. He has a hierarchy and a structure, and there are minions that are assigned to you, that are studying you. They know what you don't like, they, but they also know what you do like. They know what will never work against you. Come on, they are studying and, and, and diabolically scheming and putting things together. Praise the Lord that will tempt you in the area that, you, that they know that you are vulnerable. Now let me help you with this. Normally they'll come where you are strong, not where you're weak. Because the devastation is greater if they hit you in a place where you think you have strength than in a place that you've already identified as being weak. So he goes on to say be, that, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Amen. Come on. I know that some folk get on your nerves. You want to slap them. I want to come off the top rope, drop, kick them. Come on. My God, I want to do the, oh my Jesus, MMA, everything. I ain't by myself. Why y'all looking at me like that? No, I ain't by myself. But we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But against, look at this, look at this hierarchy, principalities and powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Turn to 1 Peter 5 and 8. Hallelujah. Come on, is the Holy Ghost teaching us? Amen. 1 Peter 5 and 8. Look at what it says. Be sober. Amen. Be sober. Have a, have, a, have a sober mind. Be self-controlled. He says, be vigilant. Amen. Or, or be watchful because your adversary, your adversary, he gets in between the power of God and people and assumes an adversarial position. He is a blessing blocker. Do you follow what I'm saying? You don't just win championships, glory be to God, by just showing up at the arena. You got to get on the court and you got to score. 
but there's a defender there. So you got to have some moves. Y'all ain't hear me. You got to have a Holy Ghost crossover. Come on, fellas. Oh, my God. You got to have something to make the devil make his ankles weak. Come on. We breaking ankles in the Holy Ghost. He says, he says, the devil, look at this. He walks about, look, 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 like a, a roaring lion. He's like one, but he's not one. And lions put fear in their prey by their, by their growl or their roar. You follow what I'm saying? Now, now, now so, so he's making noise to put fear in you because he knows that you can't be in fear and in faith at the same time. So he just makes noise. Come on. Insinuations, accusations, amen. Trying to talk you out of, of believing that God is not who he says he is and that he cannot do what he says that he can do. And he says he's seeking whom he may devour. That word devour in the Greek means to cover up. Wants to, he, look, he wants to overwhelm you with so much stuff that you just feel weighted down and you come into the house of God and where you would lift up your hands, you are so encumbered by stuff. But I dare you to just shake yourself. My God. For, listen, for God is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Lift those hands and say, God, I praise you in the house. You can't have my praise. You will not devour my worship. I will lift my hands and give God the glory if I got to do it with tears streaming down my face. Hallelujah. Sit down for a moment. David had to come to this determination. David, glory be to God, even though he has, had God's, God's call on his life, there was a time where he didn't know how the outcome uh, was going to work, and he, he feigned like he was crazy. He acted like he was mad. He allowed spittle to run all down his beard. He was scratching on the door like a madman. But after David came to himself, he wrote Psalm 34 and said, the next time this happens, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall con see see you gotta get your mind made up this morning. Glory be to God. I can't stop the trouble, I can't stop the storm, but I will bless the Lord at all times. Look at somebody say, I know that's right. I know that's right. So we only have one real enemy, and he's Satan. Say amen. And his strategy is consistent. We don't have time to turn there, but it's the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. It's going to fall into one of those three categories. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life. That's all he's got. Come on, he ain't got but three moves, fellas. Three moves. He, he can't go left. Come on, y'all. So we, oh, we're just going to keep him going. Y'all ain't helping me in here. And see, and see, and because his strategy is consistent in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, we are told not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. If you look back over your life, he's tried some of the same stuff 
over and over and over again. And you've had some of the same defeats over and over and over again. We cannot afford to waste energy and time and mind on fighting people. Even though some are being used as instruments of the devil. See, see, uh, demons are disembodied spirits. They've got to find somebody to work through. But we know it's not them. It's a spirit behind them. And everything ain't no spirit. Y'all charismatic people. Got doorknob spirits and light bulb spirits. Everything ain't no spirit. Y'all give the devil too much credit. Amen. Some, some of these children on this ADHD medicine, that's not no spirit. They need a belt. My mama told me one time, let me have to get off work and come down there to that school. Just one time. She had a track record, Pastor John. So I knew she wasn't playing. So y'all can get, around, get in trouble all y'all want to around me. I, my mama ain't coming out here. She said hers was downstairs in the building. Come on now. We try to put, put spirits on everything. No, uh-uh. Amen. You say, bro, I just can't help it. I like the ladies. That ain't no spirit. You need to discipline your eyes. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Third thing we need to do, we have to fight back. Look at somebody say, fight back. Look on the other side, say, fight back. There are no sissies in the kingdom. Somebody said it on, on, on Friday night, I believe, and they were talking about, praise the Lord, uh, mountains. And the Lord spoke to me two weeks ago. He said to tell my people they need to open their mouths and speak to their obstacles. Some areas of your life you will not have breakthrough because you are silent. You got to speak to it. And breakthrough is not some emotional uh, emotional kind of, you know, occurrence or something that gives you a feeling. Breakthrough is a sudden burst of knowledge that takes you beyond your present place of resistance. So Ephesians chapter 6. Amen, amen, amen. Y'all all right? Come on, say we're going to win this thing. Amen. Ephesians 6, we read verse 11, but look at verse 13. Ephesians 6, amen, look, look, look at verse 13. The Bible says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Amen. God wants us to withstand. He wants us to come against. He doesn't want us to run. Praise the Lord. He wants to cause us to stand, to be vigorous in our opposition. Do you know what I'm talking about, devil? You might get me, but guess what? They're gonna, they're gonna, it'll be easy for them to find you because they're going to know you've been in a fight. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Come on now. We don't just cave in and give a, go on, devil. I don't want to fight today. 
Oh, you can go on and have all those blessings. The devil is alive. Amen. Look at verse 14. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18. Praying with all, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. If you notice, there is no Nothing to cover your back in that armor. Because we're not supposed to turn and run. We're supposed to take those sandals of peace. All right. And stand. We have to fight back, right? Go to 1 Peter 5 and 9. Is this all right? 1 Peter 5 and 9 says resist him. Amen. Steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, amen, submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Any of y'all ever hit a dog with a rock? I know y'all dog lovers. Don't call the animal people on me. But when I was little, I'd hit a dog with a rock. Come on now, he wasn't going to bite me. Him or me. And you see how the dog tail go between his legs and he flees? That's the picture of what happens when we submit to God. Do you follow what I'm saying? Where, where, where's a, where's a, a daddy and a son real quickly? Let me show you something. Get your son. Just stand up. He, he might not work. He, come on, he might be bigger than you. Come on, stand up here. Just turn around. Amen. You're the father. You face that way. Listen to this. And come on. You turn around face that way also. When you submit to God, that means you come up under God. The devil ain't afraid of you. He sees who behi who's behind you. Some of y'all grew up in these families that people knew if they jumped on you, they had to fight the whole family. Thank y'all, brothers. So look at, look at what this verse says. He says in 1 Peter 5 and 9, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. When the devil jumps on one of us, he's really jumping on all of us. So you don't get to go through by yourself unless you keep it to yourself. But if you let us know that the devil is trying to do something in your household, we all going to show up ready to do battle. Shake somebody's hand and say, we got to fight back. We got to fight back. My child might be saved. I ain't going to let your child go to hell. So, so in the midst of the battle, although you may be tempted to become timid, passive, or withdraw, everybody shout, don't do it. Know that the devil, he is a bully, and all bullies delight, amen, in, in timid, shy, non-fighters, amen. But real warriors intimidate him. My God, real warriors, glory to God. Listen, whatever he comes at you with, determine to be bold in the Lord and in the power of his might. Fight back in power. Fight back in the power of the Lord and the devil will flee. 
Now, let, let me bring just a little bit more understanding. Go to 2 Timothy 1 and 7. This battle most and in generally takes place in your mind. That's the battlefield. Paul tells Timothy, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound or a disciplined mind. And some of you got to kick the devil out of your mind. Change the locks and take the keys. He has no business being able to access your mind like he does. But if he has a stronghold there, amen, that gives him access. Pull it down. Amen. Just ask the Lord to, to transform your, you know, I believe this in the, in the, in the uh, renewing of our mind. That transformation that takes place is God reprograms, Brother Max, some of the buttons. I'm good. The, you know, he, he's going to come help me out. Amen. But you know, you know how some people can push your buttons? Well, when God transforms your mind, he changes the programming behind the buttons. So when the devil shows up and pushes that button that used to make you so mad that you would cry and go home, he pushes it now and something rise up in you. My God, y'all follow what I'm saying? Come on, lay your hand on your head and say, Lord, transform my mind. Change my buttons, God. Look, 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 look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. Look at verse 1. Paul says, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in, in Christ Jesus. That's the Greek word endunomeo. God wants to strengthen you from the inside out. Hallelujah. You, see, you might not look like a whole lot from the outside. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. You ain't got to go to the gym and get all buff. Come on. That ain't going to make the devil get up off of you. But the devil will recognize that there's some strength on the inside. Father, strengthen us with power and might in our inner man. Verse 3 says, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Amen. You endure it. You, you hang in there. Y'all follow what I'm saying? See, we have to understand, glory be to God, uh, uh, that, 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 that faith and patience are partners. Amen. Amen. And see, the Bible says that you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive, amen, the promise. That word patience, glory be to God, is translated hang in there power. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Just look at somebody say, we got to hang in there. We got to hang in there. God is going to do what he said. God is going to show up like he promised. I just got to hang in there. I can't move off his promise. I can't move off his word. Hallelujah. Come on, let, let, let's, let's, let's try to get this thing, get, get to a close. Amen. All right, number four. Come on, we got a little ways to go. Only use spiritual weapons. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 6, just in a nutshell, it says that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. He, he says at first, glory be to God, though we walk after the flesh, we don't war in the flesh. Amen. I know some of y'all used to be some good street fighters, glory be to God, but you throwing your dukes up ain't going to stop the devil. Y'all ain't helping me in here today. 
today. Amen. You got to have some spiritual weaponry and warfare. In our war against spiritual darkness, our spiritual weapons are our most powerful weapons. We don't have time to turn to all these scriptures, but included in these weapons are quoting the word of God. I do need you to see this in Matthew chapter 4. Amen. You got to see this because, see, this is the clearest expression of, 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 the, of the heavenly way of life in Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. And y'all know the narrative, amen, where, where the devil kept trying to tempt Jesus with something. And every time he tried to tempt Jesus, Jesus backslapped him in the mouth with the word. That's how I see it in the Holy Ghost. Come on, y'all. Amen, amen. Jesus will say, it is written. I mean, he tempted him in terms of his identity. He said, if thou be the son of God. That joker, he had just heard God speak from heaven and say, this is my beloved son in whom I am with. The devil will attack your identity. He will try to tell you, glory be to God, that you don't deserve this, that, and that from the other. But the devil does not know that God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus. When he looks at me, he looks at me through the blood. I don't care if the devil is on the, uh, the prosecuting attorney's side and he comes with all his insurmountable evidence. When he lays it on the table, Jesus comes and bleeds all over it. Look at somebody saying, not guilty. Come on, we have an advocate with the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the righteous. So he tempts him with, tempts him with identity. He, 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 he also tempts him to be independent, amen? But Jesus would, Jesus would never do anything for himself, amen? He would never do anything of himself, and then he would never do anything with himself. He only did that he would do in cooperation with God. But we have to we have to quote the word of God. The word of God, that's the sword of the spirit. You need to memorize some scriptures. Come on, somebody. You can't just keep using Jesus. Well, that ain't going to move the devil off of you when you got sickness in your body. Come on. I know that's the easy one we want for Bible drip. Jesus, well, I got my scripture. No, you need to learn something else. You need to learn something like no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper and every lying tongue God's going to rise up in me so I can condemn it. Memorize the word. Hide it in your heart so you won't sin again. The Holy Ghost can't bring back to your remembrance nothing that you've ever invested within yourself. Also, you have to learn, we have to pray in the spirit. Amen. It talks about it in Ephesians 6 and 18 in Jude uh, verse 20. It says, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. The picture there is as you pray in the Holy Ghost, you raise up an edifice into the throne room of God. So you can't get this pray in English. Got to pray in tongues. Amen. A whole lot. Speak the name of Jesus. Look look at Jude 8 and 9. I need to rescue some folk right here. Jude 8 and 9. We got to get some understanding. Come on, say, teach us, Holy Ghost. 
in Jude, verses 8 and 9. This is where a lot of people are getting in trouble. The Bible says, likewise, also, these dreamers defile the flesh. Look at this. Reject authority and speak evil, he says, of dignitaries or glorious ones. Yet Michael, the archangel, y'all see that? The archangel in contending with the devil. He was arguing with the devil on the ultimate, amen, a disposition of Moses. Moses had killed somebody, and the devil said he's a murderer. I should be able to take him to hell. Uh, Michael is engaging the devil, and look what he says. Dare not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. You are not in the devil's weight class. There are some realms, even in the demonic, you should not go there because you're not authorized. But you can use the name of Jesus. And you got to be discerning. Don't let these folk get you caught all up in trying to do battle with stuff that God has not put, put you in a place of authority to do battle. What you say, Jesus' name. Come on, what, what, did, what, did, what did that demon look at the seven sons of Sceva and say? Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? They had stepped into an arena that they were not qualified to be there. We got too many Christians trying to do warfare with principalities over regions and are not authorized. We got to get some wisdom, all this foolishness and error that's going around. Let, let, let me hurry. We, and, then, and then we have to war with the prophetic. Come on, get this. 1 Timothy 1 and verse 18. Is this all right? 1 Timothy 1 verse 18. Don't nobody come up to me after service talking about I took too long. 1 Timothy 1 verse 18. This charge I commit to you, son, Timothy, according to the prophecies. Now listen. You got to stop being so casual with prophetic words that you don't write them down. Because you need them so you can war with them. Because God releases his word, then the devil fights against you. How do you beat the devil? Pull out what God says. You war with the prophecies, he says, previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Yes, sir. You better get you a partner. If you're somebody that goes out under the power of God while you're down on the floor, you say, look, girl, whatever that prophet said, you better write it down. Shoot. Max, record it, Max. Get it on the, get it on the CD, MP3. So I need it. Because the devil going to show out just because I got the word, and I'm going to beat him with the word that God gave me. Amen. Now, remember this. The more truth you know and apply, the freer you will be. The enemy hates it when we come into truth, according to John 8 and 32. Then number five, we got to expect to win. Amen. All right, God, look at somebody and say, expect to win. See, you got to, you have got to develop the mentality that you're just not satisfied with being on the team. Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 30. You know, I played football, praise the Lord, high school, college, what have you. And then in Romans 8 and 37, you know, there's some folk that were just glad to be in the team picture. <laughs> but Tim, that, that uniform didn't get jer getting dirty. 
Just want to be in the, I want to be in the game. Put me out there for something. And I'm going to hit somebody anyway. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And ain't nobody just going out there just be standing around. We got it. And, and listen, you're already defeated if you show up entertaining even the possibility of defeat. Come on, I know, I know a secular guy said it, but we Christians, all we do is win. Romans 8, 37 and verse 39. Look at what he says here. He says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Tell somebody God talking about me right there. We are more than conquerors. Instead of you whining about why I got to go through this, it's only to validate who you are in the eyesight of God. If you never had anything to conquer, you could never prove that you were more than a conqueror. And see, you don't, you don't just win. You win. I mean, it's just indisputable that you won. Like, you don't just beat them by two points. You beat them by, like, 58 points. Beat the brakes off of them. Come on in here. Look at what he said. He says, for I am persuaded. Everybody see that? How many of y'all persuaded? That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now that's somebody who expects to win. Because if he loved me, he ain't going to let me lose. Y'all ain't hear me. Because the Bible says, but thanks be unto God that always causes us to try. I dare to tell somebody that's all we do is win. That's all we do is win. I wish you rise up on your feet and declare it. That's all we do is win. Some of y'all been used to losing so long, but today is a new day. God is inviting you to come out of losing and to move into winning. I dare you to praise him for it in advance. Hallelujah. Y'all see it on the screen. We got to close, but attitude in a fight is everything. And the faith-filled attitude, you got to keep feeding it. Amen? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And you get your attitude right and everything else will fall in place. I can't control the conditions, but I know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to those that are called according to his purpose. So do this. Got to have application. Speak only the words of faith. Let me tell you this. Never say anything you don't want the devil to believe. You got to sink in. I know it came at you a little different. If you don't want the devil to believe it, don't say it. Come on. If you say, I'm tired, I just can't take it no more. He believes it. Oh, it's tired. Let me put a little bit more on them then. Man, I'm just so sick of church. I think I'm probably going to lead the Lord. Oh, let me help you. 
Everybody in my family always be, been broke. I, I just don't believe I'm going to ever have anything. Okay. Let, let me restrict your income capabilities. Expect to conquer and master any obstacle that you face. And lastly, know that Jesus Christ will make the difference. And this is the wonderful thing. He's already done it. Come on. If, if y'all knew, one, two, three, four, five, that the five of us could beat the Golden State Warriors and the game was already decided, we're going to get rings and checks and endorsements. All we got to do is show up. We got the king of glory on our side. And he said, I've already defeated every enemy and every foe. I just need you to show up and take the prize. He's going to, listen, he will make the difference. And this, he will, he will either, he will give or manifest victory for you. Now, you got to put this in your spirit. We are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory. Because after he got off that cross, Pastor Elaine went down in that grave. You know, I heard one preacher say the devil was having a party. Him and his boy, we got him, we got him. Y'all see him? And Jesus was out there knocking on the door. One of those little imps went and opened the door and said, oh, my. Jesus walked right into hell. Music stopped. Give me my keys. To hell, death, and the grave. So what did he tell Peter? He said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. So we're not fighting for victory. It's already ours. We're fighting from it. So we, 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 but we got to have this mentality for winning the warfare. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number 3.org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.